Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph Dory Basham, MD. Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen. Co host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. Timmy Lammers. Timmy. No Kristen Bird yet. Where the hell is she? Maybe she took a nap. Didn't get up. All yeah. right. I'm going to bring this up to Catherine because I told her Uh-oh. 30 years ago we should have done this. No one would listen to me. Buy Apple stock. Get used One of to my it. favorite things of all time is. Rayo's pasta sauce. Rayo's homemade it's, pasta sauce. It's all sauce. we buy. It's all you buy? It's the, yep. be- it's the best pasta sauce. <clears throat> it, it is. So people say Rouse. Rouse? Spelled Rouse. Well, it's no. Rayo's. Did you hear Rayo's sold yesterday? No. Rayo's sold to Campbell Soup for $2.7 billion. Whoa. Oh, you're <laughs> kidding me for some <laughs> Pasta sauce? For pasta sauce. That does well, not it surprise is, me. Well, it's one of the only brands out there that's not loaded with sugar. Exactly. That's true. And they've got that low acid one, which is fantastic yep. for people with heartburn. R-I-O-S. R-A-O. R-A-O. Apostrophe S. Rayo. Rayo's. R-A-O-S. So they sold the restaurant too? I don't think they sold the restaurant, just the the brand. the. I don't know. It I doesn't think they really have say. two restaurants, right? One in Vegas and one in New York. And one in New York. I don't York. know if they've got more. Wow. The one so in New York. You, you had the opportunity to invest or something 30 years ago? No, or? I just asked Catherine if we should buy it. Oh, yeah. Oh. With our billion yeah. dollars mm-hmm. in our checking account. Yes. Yeah, so well, back then, it wasn't a billion dollars. <laughs> that we just no. have. <clears throat> no, it was wonderful. It, it, it's great. The one at Rayo's, what was his name again? The the host out of the, uh, the Rayo's in... Bubbles. Bubbles, there you go. How can you forget Bubbles? Oh, that Bubbles. was his name. That was his moniker there. Well, what was his name? I never his knew real his name. real name. It was, he was Bubbles. Right. He was always Bubbles. Louis Anderson introduced us to him. Yep, years and ago. And he took care of us like we were... Family. Celebrities. <laughs> yeah, it's he true. really did. But that's what he did with everybody. And that's what drove that's what drive that front person drives a restaurant. No doubt about and it. And then unfortunately he passed away and then there was a new manager who was nice, but he was no bubbles. He was not bubbles. No that's bubbles. Very true. Who's nobody's a bubbles? <laughs> and but thank, bubbles. I, I Isn't bubbles the name of uh, Michael Jackson's chimp? Yes it is. Yes, also bubbles. Very chimpy. Or was. I don't know. I don't know if bubbles is still around. I think How long so. did Chimp live? I think like forty something years. Yeah, chimps live a long really? time. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mom's grossed out by Mom monkeys. Mom hates chimps. She wishes they all died. She hates all monkeys. I do too. Primates. Mm, all most of primates. I don't hate. <laughs> every time they gross every time me out. There's like a marsupial, a monkey, a primate mentioned. You're like, wait. Yeah. One day when you go someplace where there are monkeys running amok. They're awful. Yeah. They're running amok. Disgusting. No, monkeys. Monkeys are absolutely disgusting. Mm, if yeah. you look at the whatever rats, the, the snow monkeys at the at they're, the Minnesota they're basically zoo, rats with tails. But chimpanzees are not monkeys. No, they're, no, they're, they're apes. apes. Chimps seem yeah. to be right. a little bit more civilized. Apes are more intelligent than monkeys, yes. <laughs> well, but they're like bubbles humans, basically. Is still alive, and he just turned 40. Who oh. has bubbles? Oh, different bubbles. Oh. Does One Paris have him? Uh, no, he's in a um, zoo somewhere. Oh, good for bubbles. Yeah, once, they get, once they get to that age, they, they'll tear your face off. Yes, yeah. <laughs> once, yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> right. like, no, that's not... That I, didn't I, um, happen. I used exactly. To, you know, my daughter the other day saw um, Jordan Peele's movie called Nope. And it is the strangest the, movie ever. It is, but that beginning, Alex, you have to say, it's so it's something really ominous happens with a chimpanzee. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. In the aftermath, I should say, of what, what a chimp did to... They, they had a friendly chimp as part of a sitcom. Well, the chimp went all Travis, 
if you get my meaning on that one, Travis was that chimpanzee that ripped that woman's face off. Do you remember that? Yep. A few years yes. back. Yes. That was actually quite a lot. And this, this point. chimp in this movie did the same damn thing where it attacked everybody on set. Yep. And, and there was a survivor and she somehow works into that. Like Alex, right? It's a strange movie. Mm-hmm. It's but that extremely woman weird. Worked into that movie later on. But yeah, God, I, I, it, that frightens me. Ever since I heard about that chimp attacking uh, that woman, it, it, they frightened me. No, thank you. Kristen's the, backstage. Chimps ah. and animals, chimps like that are just scare me so much. I used to mm-hmm. uh, be involved in laboratory research, and they, there were some monkeys that were involved there. And I saw these monkeys. I said, I want no parts of any of this bunch, including Homo sapiens. I want no parts <laughs> of all of these yeah. apes. Yeah, once they turn about 10 years old, oh. they start to get a little weird. You could have, you could shoot a movie like the birds, only have it apes. I mean, oh. monkeys. Those monkeys hit, in those India. Those icky little yeah. tiny monkeys yep. that they've got all over icky. India. Little tiny. They terrorize monkeys. people. They'll steal. They'll Costa go Rica. in your. They'll go through your pockets while you're walking around. They, they'll they take go into stuff. people's kitchens. Yep. You have to lock everything down because yep. they can open up the fridge. They can get in the cupboards. You come home, your whole house is trash because mm-hmm. a couple of monkeys got in there. Yep. No. Yep. Costa Rica, you can't leave anything on the beach. Oh really? The monkeys run out and take them. Ugh. They take everything. I know, and they just start. What do they do with this stuff? They just put it in a pile somewhere or it's something. It's like a crow. What? They just they just steal for the. I sake love of it. sunglasses for some yeah. reason. Shiny things. Sunglasses yeah. is a big thing. Hmm. Interesting. Souvenirs. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, it's you good we eat... don't have any monkeys native to North America. I don't think. Uh, no, uh, Central are... America's it. Central and South, but I don't think North has any. I'm kind of surprising. There weren't aren't there, any monkeys in southern Florida. Weren't there some that were in Florida, but they were not native. They were not native species, but they had been brought in or let go or some such thing. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> uh, there are two extant species of monkeys native to North America, but they're both in Mexico, so it's debatable whether that's North America or not. <laughs> so is. wait a minute. Well. I'm back. You guys lied to me. Kristen didn't die. Oh, okay. I was stuck backstage. I was like, no one is acknowledging me. So then finally, I'm like, I'm stuck backstage. I was too busy looking at how, long, how old Bubbles we the were Chimp just was. monkeying around, talking. Yes. Oh, God, here we go. Hey, I just told my kids a story the other day, Tom's story about when you were younger, maybe as a field trip, you went to a zoo and you saw a monkey in the water. Face Tommy. down, baby. Oh, hmm. dead monkey. Remember, remember Monkey Island at Como Zoo? They might still have it. They oh, might it's, still I think there's seals yeah. in there. I won't go oh. to Como Zoo. No? Why not? There are seals so now in Monkey Island. Depressing? Mm. Yeah, there's a depressing, depressing zoo in the universe. I think all zoos are depressing. There's, I think that's no, the grossest thing. There's a zebra thing. and a giraffe <laughs> in a room about this big no. each. And it's just cinder blocks painted white, and they have like a ball hanging from the ceiling. Mm. It's a city heaven. zoo. It's it's free as well. Animal it's heaven. Free. It's that's awful. That's all I have to say. No. Animal paradise. That's why you found a monkey laying down in a puddle. Exactly. Actually, honestly, guys, it's literally floating like this, face down in the water. Oh, uh, the dead man. And he did the dead man. Dead man float. Yep, it's true. Poor monkey. But speaking of dying Yuck. earlier, William Friedkin, director of The Exorcist, died. Oh, really? Heaven. And uh, yes, the I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. Ironically, I saw the uh, a trailer for the first time last night before I learned of William Friedkin's death of Exorcist something. What is it called? 75. Or, what is it? Kristen, do you know the name of the new movie coming out? The new, yeah, it's that little tag on. I'll have to look it up because it's like. Yeah, it's, it's, but, but it's like, God dang, it's man. It's called Believer. I mean, read, what is it called? Ex- the Exorcist Believer. Believer. That's oh. it's But it just. Even that trailer, there are little, I get a little bit of that original film in there, but it's just like nothing could ever match up to that original. And just reading about it in in William Friedkin's uh, obituary frightened me. I mean, that was such a frightening movie to me. And, and, uh, of course, it came that famous line, right, Tom? Jimmy, what are you doing to me? Why you do this to me, Jimmy? Why you do this to me, Jimmy? (laughs) Exactly. So Tom used to, Kristen, Tom used to taunt me when I first started with him on that other radio station. 
Uh, every that time I come on, Timmy, he would be doing the exorcist voice, Timmy. Why do you do this to me, Timmy? <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> Weird. Uh, bar none, the most, the scariest movie of all time. To me. To me. To me. I don't too. know if anybody else agrees, but to me. Yeah, that was very pretty scary. scary. Well, the original the- one? You're talking about the very first one? Linda Blair. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, the very first one I went to see with the dog and another one of my buddies. I'm sitting between them. We're right on the first row of the balcony at the old Gopher Theater in downtown Minneapolis. That was a great theater. Great theater. And she said what she was going to, what his mother was doing in hell, if you remember that famous line. Mm-hmm. My friend to my left got up and left the theater and never came back. <laughs> and to my right was the dog, and he started laughing so hard when, when ah. they. When she said that, he almost fell out of the balcony. So it was quite the movie. Wow. Well, he's going off. straight to hell in a handbasket, that one. I, I have he's to say, I, mean, I, I had never seen the movie, un, uh, the, yeah, the uncut movie. I did the first and only time. I was probably about 13. Um, we saw it on uh, CBS television. And there were big warnings and whatever, but it was the sanitized version. And oh. it was that sanitized version that scared the living crap out of me. Really? So I can't imagine what the uh, uncut version is, although they did come out with the extended deal years later. And on the commercial, they had the spider walk back down the stairs. Oh, yeah. That is like, okay, one more reason for me not to ever revisit this movie. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Or you go to the stairs in Georgetown. Where the priest falls oh, down. Right, where he falls oh, down, yeah. That's a big, that used to be a big like tourist spot when my friends went to Georgetown. So Friedkin, obviously known for The Exorcist, but also The uh, French Connection. So, I mean, oh. the guy knew how to make a movie. He did. Well, quick question. Scarier movie, Exorcist or Psycho? Uh, I was going to say Psycho is pretty... It's a different kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously in a in a practical sort of way, I think you're a much bigger risk of getting mm. knifed by Psycho. Than <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Exactly. I know. That's why, devil, I, but that's why I the, lock the, the, my the door when I take a shower. It's because of that movie. Yeah, well, I, well, I saw that movie when I was six. And, you know, psycho? Oh. Psych- I saw Psycho Ooh. when I was six or six. Yeah, my idea. sister wow. took me to this. And man, talk about scarred oh for life. Scarred well, exactly. for life. That, it's that young, impressionable stuff. You know, look, yeah. if I would have been the dog, was it the dog that laughed, Tommy? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, had I seen The Exorcist when I was older, maybe I would have reacted differently. Yeah. I mean, but, but you're right, Ralph. You're six. I'm, you know, 12, 13. Oh. I mean, you know, when you're young and you have that oh. mind that, just grabs things like a sponge and it stays there, then it's a problem. That's why. That's so, why Alex has to take her kids to uh, you know the haunted mansion. Take them, scar, scar them for life, and mess them Sage up. Sage would be scarred for life. Yeah. Fawn would be like, it's, that was cool. Yeah, it's relatively tame. I think we talked about this yeah. last week. There are a couple parts where the hat box ghost. I think you see his face, and there's a couple jump scares. There's not too much of that sort of thing. But no, I mean, it's made after a family attraction at Disney yeah. Land World, where, all over the yeah. place, as we talked about. And that's her so favorite no, no, ride. I, I don't think it's that scary, but uh, certainly uh, The Exorcist is my all-time number one. And, and Psycho's up there, though, Ralph. I mean, I yeah. will say, as far as the horror I, film is concerned, and the amount of hell that uh, Hitchcock would put like Janet Lee and Tippy Hedren through with the birds. I interviewed both of them within like a span of a week. It was like an AMC sort of deal where they toured theaters across the U.S. And Tippy came in um, and did a special presentation of the birds. And uh, boy, you know, I think that shower scene is, was a seven-day endeavor filming that. Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a lot crazy. of trauma. Well, yeah. yeah. You had well, to get the angle of the knife just right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. yeah. Hitchcock was getting Hitchcock a little. Hitchcock was too. not known to be easy to work with anyway. So no, and was also bad. the way he kind of lorded over the women in his films and tried to have his way allegedly. Allegedly and intimidate them. I, I was just going to say, even like verbally, I think there was a lot of like abuse going on allegedly oh yeah. yeah i mean yeah allegedly you still got to say that there might be people from the hitchcock estate um but uh yeah i mean and tippy tippy got kind of uh what what, what she very touchy 
when I was asking her about Hitchcock. It's like, I'm wondering, well, why are you doing this then? Why are you talking about this film? But, you know, personally, you could just tell she didn't like the guy. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. he seemed... Kenneth was a little more friendly about it, but, but uh, Tippy did not have uh, a good time. Wasn't there a movie about him? Didn't we see a movie where he was, he was, kind, he was completely horrible in this movie? Yeah, he was. Yeah, what was yeah. that movie? Well, there were two different ones that came out at the same time about. One was a cable movie back in the day when they did cable movies. Now it's streaming mm. movies. Um, there was uh, um, Helen Mirren and Anthony Hopkins in Hitchcock which was a look at the making of Psycho, which was very fascinating to me. It's a good movie. And then the other one, uh, the actor Toby Jones, who you definitely know. Uh, he was in The Last Indiana Jones, um, but Toby Jones played Hitch, and that was the creepier side of Hitch. I think that's that what we saw. You, yep. I think it was called The Girl. Not sure about that, but yeah. It, they came out relatively close to one another, um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you read a lot about the guy. It sounds to me like um, the one where Toby Jones played him was probably more accurate than the other one. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, we tried to see a movie on Sunday. We had a very rainy day here in Minnesota, and I went online and could not get tickets for any a any afternoon show with the th three theaters that I checked that are close to us. So that's Horror good news. That is Barbie. good news. Barbie. Yeah, we're trying to go see Barbie. No, or no, I was going to go with Tom. Tom's not going to see Barbie. <laughs> no, he you was know, even even going he, to watch. He was going to a three-hour movie then. No, we were to... no, we were going to. I looked at Indiana Jones. I looked oh. at Oppenheimer. I looked at uh, Haunted Mansion. I looked at I, what's the other one that's a little older that's still in theaters? Um, Mission Impossible. Mm. Oh, mm. Wow. no tickets. So, wow. I really? guess people are going back to the movie yeah. theater. So, that's huh. good news. That's, that's great. Crazy. Well, Barbie crossed a billion dollars worldwide Gosh, over the weekend. That's so. crazy. It is. That's wonderful. So deserves It's become such a cultural phenomenon. I was at working an event over the weekend um, for daytime television, and a couple of the reporters after day one went to the Barbie movie, and they came back the next morning. They're like, hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Like that. <laughs> it just like entered the lexicon, and it's so funny. Um, because people just are really grasping onto it. I really, 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 really want the I am Knuff sweatshirt that he wears at the end. Yes. That's sold so out on, the, on the, the Mattel site, and, and they are really taking advantage of this. In fact, mm. I'm it's expensive. shocked that it didn't happen earlier, but I won't tell you why they call her Weird Barbie. But oh. they are finally coming out as a Mattel with a Weird Barbie oh, Barbie. Fun. Mattel has like doubled up on the press releases too. I get at least three of them per week now. And I'm like, it's fascinating to watch. They are leaning so heavily into this Barbie success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's how I found out about Weird Barbie was a press release from Mattel. So yeah. Hell, I mean, I'm shocked again. They, well, I think they had the Margot Robbie and the um, Ryan Gosling, Ken, those dolls available already. But again, the Weird Barbie was such of a no brainer. It's like, well, why not come out with it right away? But uh, boy, it's 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 making a mint at the theater, and I'm sure it's making Mattel a mint. Oh, not God, only I'm with sure. the with the dolls, but with the sweatshirts and everything mm -hmm. like that. Joe wants to know if you've heard anything about Son of a Critch. <laughs> what? Son of a it's Critch. It's from the makers of, of Shit's Creek. <clears throat> what? Yeah, it's a new show on the CW. Son of a Critch. Really? Mm -hmm. what? Uh boy, no, I have nothing. Not. Okay, nope, here we not go. me there. No, I, I rarely watch broadcast television. Um, yeah, either. Mark Critch. People in here that I've never heard of. What is it? Oh, it's a Canadian yep. television comedy mm -hmm. series. Oh, so they're bringing it over because it's already been released in Canada. So they're bringing it over to fill the fall schedule. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Oh, that's a good yeah. idea. When are they going to start pushing titles, Kristen? I mean, it's got to be soon, right? The fall movie schedule? Um, they've already started with some of it. I know Sony pushed a few things um, and and moved a lot of things to 2024. So I, I think we'll we'll start seeing it really soon because – and they, they moved the Zendaya – what was it? Is it Challengers, Competitors? Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, so I, I think without the celebrities able to promote any of these films – 
it's going to start to crumble fast, especially like how do you do this with an Oscar contender? Well, and that's the other thing about Oscars. Is this going to, are they going to extend that deadline like they did with the pandemic? Or are they just going to say, hey, you know, we already had seven months of films. I mean, granted that it's the films that generally are re released later on in the year, are the ones that are nominated. But that's not fair to a Barbie or an Oppenheimer if they played by the rules, so to speak, and put right. their films out when they should have to be eligible. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just curious to see how that's going to be affected coming up here. It hasn't changed Emmy's voting schedule like they're keeping on schedule with us voting. However, we just don't know when the ceremony is going to be. I mean, it's likely going to be January, but it has messed up with all of the events for the four year considerations because they can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And that's usually a huge season and a big push to get those front runners really out in front. So it could be an interesting Emmys, like who winds up winning in the end. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I mean, everything is grinded to a halt and and uh, kind of just waiting. I know Gran Turismo is a Warner Brothers film, and that was moved to the 28th. And I think the only reason for that is Warner Brothers realized, hey, Barbie business is still booming. It was supposed to open this Friday, but they moved that a couple weeks to keep that out of the way. So I don't think it was necessarily strike related. Um, but it's uh, box office related. They want more money. <laughs> yeah, they want as much. Yeah, it'd be like they're cannibalizing their own box office if they release two film or two of their films are playing at the same time. Mm -hmm. So this needs to make up all the money they lost on the Flash, by the way, which is probably the biggest bomb of the summer. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna. That? They have Barbie to thank for all of that. They really do. Who's in the Flash, Tom? Yeah. Is that your question? Yep. I don't know. And um, we Ezra Miller, and of course he had some character issues numerous character issues wait a minute New what's that all numerous. about his just his behavior was very strange and and uh allegations against him mm -hmm. uh, you know there's a laundry list of them first yeah, thing i heard i think he was in hawaii what in? ezra had had allegations of like domestic violence against oh. them and, oh, and yeah it was and, and then some acting out they went and took a kind of a, a mental health year off and, and got help, sought help. Um, however, Ezra did not do any of the promotional push for the film, except for he did. They did. Sorry. It's a they them situation. They showed up at the red carpet, only did the photo wall. That was it. Yeah. He said, excuse me. They said. Yes. <laughs> um, maybe about 10 words. Oh. oh, it was great working with a director or something like that. I mean, it was just they kept this person as far away from the press yep. as possible. But what really surprised me about that whole situation was because Ezra wasn't doing publicity. It seemed like nobody was doing publicity. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that shows you right there that that hurt them big time because Michael Keaton almost was the star of this movie, at least the way it was promoted, because it was the return of his 1989 Batman. And he really didn't do any interviews. So it, no, they were they kept on saying he wasn't available because of Beetlejuice. And I thought, well, we have this whole Zoom thing, press junket situation worked out. You're telling me that there wasn't a Saturday or a Sunday where he could have banged out a bunch of interviews, at least with the bigger outlets to promote it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Beetlejuice is a Warner Brothers movie. I mean... Okay, so I'm sure 75% of the people are going to want to know something about Beetlejuice, even though they're going to get a generic throwaway answer. And what, what does that hurt? I mean, so, I, yeah, it was a blunder on their part, big time. And that movie really lost out big, as did Indiana Jones. But I will tell you, I liked both The Flash and Indiana Jones. They were both very entertaining movies that just, I don't know, it's... it's the just this strategy was just baffling to me with the flash because of the lack of publicity and 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 again when you're talking about 300 million dollar budget you're just setting yourself up to lose well, i think we're superheroed out that we're is superheroed out 100%. i am so tired I, there it's was been the, years uh, for me yeah. disney plus had their series secret invasion and i watched a couple but it's i going just, very badly i hear yeah, and I just didn't have, and mm -hmm. I, I thought that they were good episodes, but I just don't care to see that stuff anymore. And you got Blue Beetle coming out later in the month, which is another Warner Brothers production. And then the Marvels. 
is coming out, which is Captain, uh, what's it, Captain Marvel? Um, what's her name? Brie Larson. Oh, yeah. Mm. And, and a couple others that are all, t- all the Marvel actors are teaming together. And I, again, I, I'm just tired of it. I, and I used to be big on this stuff. But when it gets to the point where you got a fan of the stuff that are just, you're just saying I could take it or leave it, then you got some serious problems. Well, they, they, went, they overplayed their hand by making the threat, you know, like multiple universes are exploding. It's like, where do you go from that? Well, and why do I have to follow every single one to understand the storyline half the time? We watched the Flash series on the CW. Um, Wait, it was the CW, right? Whatever Mm -hmm. network it was, the TV show. Um, And after a few seasons, they started doing this thing where it's like a plot line would start. And then the next episode, it's a completely different plot line. And we're like, what the hell happened? And I looked it up and it turns out that they resolved the plot line on Supergirl or Arrow or whatever. Oh, and we, and we were just people to watch. Yeah. And we were just okay. like, well, I don't I can't follow anything that's going on. I'm not going to keep watching this because I don't want to watch five concurrent shows. And, and let's be honest, this whole multiverse thing is such of a cheat. It absolutely is. Because it's like, oh, you know, someone at died, some we'll point just... they're going to bring back Robert yeah, Downey Jr. Exactly. We had such an emotional goodbye with mm-hmm. the Avengers. And then, as, oh, well, it really doesn't matter because, A, it's a comic book and nobody's ever really dead. And mm-hmm. no one's ever to really me, gone. it's cheating the audience. And they're just stretching this. This is where it gets really watered down. Because now, look, I love Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. But we thought those movies were over 30 some years ago and they can bring them back. And now the sky's the limit with anything they want to do. And they can bring back dead characters like um, uh, Michael Shannon's character from The Flash. For, uh, he mm-hmm. came back in a flash. He was General yep. Zod in Man of Steel. Right. And but, he, he, he was killed in that movie. So, yeah, now they can just do whatever they want. And, or yeah, was if you can just he? go into a different universe and, you know, say, hey, there's infinite copies of this person. What does it matter if they die? There's infinite of them. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There's your AI. Yep. It's, it's you know, they don't, they, the they, they don't <laughs> mind having the part and using AI to de-age them. But, poor, you know, it, there, it is, that is a lot of gray area there. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. I I'm getting any closer on that issue uh, of saying not at all i i we talked about this on the morning show literally the writers guild went back to the table with amptp and it was a meeting about the meeting and they couldn't even agree once they got to this meeting about the meeting that they're so far apart on the issues 
that they made no headway and they made no progress on like what they would discuss if they were going to go back to negotiations. So we are back to just striking. Hmm. And I think what a lot of people need to realize is that the studios want to, it's called force majeure and they just want to all these deals to run out so that once the strike is over, everyone's at zero, everyone's at a level playing field and they don't have the $100 million, you know, deal with this writer and 10 million over here. Everyone's back to zero and they can renegotiate much lower rates. Cause I can be like, well, we were all on strike. We don't have much of a budget. Um, Sneaky. Yeah, and and you need that force majeure clause is six months. So right now, let's see what we started May second with the writers. So that brings it to November. So so people sign these clauses knowing that in a strike situation, it ruins their it lose they lose their power. Right, but I guess they probably think like, oh well, the last strike was in two thousand eight. How often is that going to happen? Yeah. So but this November AI date thing. is like an incentive then to to get back to the bargaining table and get it resolved by November or it won't. I I think the studios are going to stay put and they're going to force these clauses to be null and void and that we will, we will be back to square one and they will start negotiating maybe at the end of November and everyone goes back to work in December or they wrap up the strike in December and everyone goes back to work in January. But that's what we're hearing. We're hearing that this is like a December end date. Oh, well, you know, I I don't blame them. Like I said, with this AI business um, and God knows what the new technology will be even in a year from now. I mean, they need to address this sooner than later. I I say it's horses out of that barn is that, you know the studios have AI. They have they can write scripts. They can produce them. They can do everything. They can even manage them business wise. Uh, so all the writers are sort of, and all the actors are sort of superfluous now. I mean they, they've, you know they've, they've had poor union uh, representation. Uh, no, well, not representation, but poor union foresight mm. into what what was coming down the line and. Well, AI is here now. Wait until the computers, you know, get that much more powerful. And then they put throw a supercomputer at this. Well, done. Like Tom, I mean, when you were doing a ton of voiceover, yeah. if they could just tweak your voice a tiny bit and say it's not you. <clears throat> that day, you know what? <laughs> I was watching. I won't say where it was, but I was watching a sporting event last night, and my voice was uh, introducing the show. I had no idea they were still running that. I, I, I must have cut that thing 15 years ago, and they're still running it. Are you getting any residual checks? No, I am oh, not. Interesting, interesting. Nobody else is with the writers or the actors, and I think I might have mentioned this last week, but uh, was it um, Mandy Moore? She got a one-penny check for This oh, Is Us. Yeah. <laughs> I get them all the time. I get them one all penny? the time. 13 cents. It costs more to mail the actual yeah, check. Stamp, stamp and I sit more. there and I'm like snapping photos, you know, to virtually deposit it into my bank account. And you know, you're like 13. You're like zero zero point one three. Jeez. You know, Ralph, you were talking about the, the, the computers getting better and all that stuff. So really now that power doesn't just lie within the studios. I mean, there was a, a YouTube video where they did a deep fake, where they took a scene from Grand Torino, Clint Eastwood, um, where he pulled a gun on a bunch of punks, except for they did a deep fake where it was Joe Biden. Oh, uh, oh so really? So Joe Biden was taking the Clint Eastwood role, and then they made him look confused, and he was doing a pow, pow, pow with his finger gun and, you know, made him look silly. But it, 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 it looked pretty impressive for what it was for- considering that you can do this already yeah and you're a youtube person doing this yeah they do if- it with tom cruise so at the current currently you go see electronic music and the person that's doing the music on stage has no idea how to play a musical instrument so they've pretty much taken it out of the hand and they're they're wildly successful like marshmallow and what's the dead mouse and all these they're wildly successful now the studio should understand the studios have no place because an individual with a little creativity can use AI to do the whole thing. They can make a feature film and not even have a studio around. Now, they're going to require the studio for a while to merchandise it and to market it and to distribute it. But at some point, they're going to break that, that system. And it's, you know, okay, so you, you won't, oh, I'll, just, I'll just display it on my concert. I'll have my little 
movie at my concert. I mean, it is, I, I, the power of this is so great, and it sort of decentralizes that whole thing. So, you know, the studios better be careful. I tell you, another interesting example of this deep fake stuff was when, <clears throat> spoiler, at the end of The Mandalorian Season 2, Luke Skywalker shows up. Mark Hamill actually participated in filming, and they had a stand-in double, and they de-aged Mark Hamill. Yeah. Well, some people complained. Now, this is a couple, couple years ago, I guess, complained about the way it looked. So somebody online on YouTube redid it, and it looked better than what Lucasfilm uh, wow. ILM did. So ILM actually ended up, I don't know if they hired the person that did it, but they used his ideas to tweak the look of the young Mark Hamill when he came back for the Book of Boba Fett. They had him in a couple episodes. So it, it, it really is interesting. It's to the point where you have at your disposal arguably one of the best visual effects houses in the industry, and then here's some, mm -hmm. I don't want to say punk online, but somebody <laughs> online that has no ties to them whatsoever can come in and do it better than you can do it. See, I think what they so should they do... bring their ideas in, so it's, boy, it's amazing. I think they should de-age people the way they used to do it in the 90s. Give them, like, a surfboard and sunglasses and just <laughs> yeah. have us all pretend they're not 40. <laughs> that was all of 90210. Yep. They were all, like, 30 going to high school. <laughs> yeah, we just watched uh, Breakfast Club recently. Yeah. And some of these, they're, like, 30-something, and they're supposed yeah, to be Judd high Nelson. schoolers. Judd yeah. Nelson looked like he was, like, with his man beard. Like, every day they were probably shaving him <laughs> twice know. a day. Twice a day. I'm, like, in HD, yeah. you can see his laugh lines. Oh, He's not God. 18 years old. Sorry. No. That's how it is still, you know, like, Gossip Girl. Everybody That's was true. in their mid-20s. Well, teenagers are not really good actors most of the time, so. It actually has more to do with the child labor laws That, in too. You can yes. only do, like, oh, yeah. so yeah. many hours a week. It's, like, 10 hours a week <clears throat> or something like that. Yeah, and, and, and you, have to have, you have to have a chaperone. Yep. You have to have education. There's a times. lot of bad it goes yeah. with having underage kids. They can never be in any it. danger. Yeah, but the, but the high definition, when Ashley was on the Young and the Restless, they switched over to high definition. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, they were switching over high definition to the studio across the way. Uh, the, uh, oh, uh, Price is Right. They had to redo all of the all of the props for the Price is Right because they were so old and yeah. so beat up. And the paint so was dusty. so chipped, oh, so messed up. Yeah. They had to redo the props so they would look good on HGTV. I remember watching. Price is Right is no longer in that studio, Ralph. Oh, oh where no. they move? They moved? Yeah, the, uh, Price is Right and Let's Make a Deal have now moved to Glendale. So the new season okay. in the fall will be at the brand new studios uh -huh. because okay. CBS no longer owns Television City, and the new owners are renovating all the studios. Mm. So YNR and Bold and the Beautiful, which are in yeah, that area, right will also have to move at certain point. Are they bringing the wheel with them, or is it a new wheel? The wheel is going with them. They said the uh, set will look a, a very similar to the wow. audience, but there will be some changes, you know, if you go and visit as an audience member. So who's Patch Sajak now on the wheel? Who? That's Wheel of Fortune. Oh, I thought he was oh, sorry. Price is right. Patch Sajak has one more season, and then Ryan Seacrest is taking over. Oh, ish. Like, really taking over or just temporarily? No, Ryan Seacrest is the new host for season oh. 42. Season 41, which starts this fall, will still have Pat Sajak. Doesn't he have enough and money? Why does he want to work? Truly. <laughs> Why not let somebody else work? Yeah. He's going into, uh, he's going to be a political pundit. What? Pat Sajak. He's very conservative. I know, but mm -hmm. just retire. Enjoy life. Yeah. yeah. He was only making $28 million a know, year. Where is he going to get the money? Why do you need to do anything? I he mean, works how, like five days a year. How old is he? <laughs> how old is he? I think he's got to be 60-something. Oh, God, yes. He's yeah. in his 70s. I think he's 70. He's got to be in his 70s. He is 76. Yeah, I'm in the show. He's got to be for well what, 50, 60 years. Yeah, so he <laughs> is well like. past retirement age. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, know. you know, again, I, I it just really comes down to it doesn't matter about the money. These people are... They, yep. they just crave attention so yep. much that they just can't let go. Tucker Carlson apparently turned down a $28 million severance package, so he could still be on Twitter or whatever. Mm. Now, granted, he's probably so loaded it didn't matter, but it's like, why not take that $28 million? Just go away. Mm -hmm. I know. Nope. Is anyone watching his Twitter show? Does it no. still exist? Nope. I haven't watched it. I, I haven't. Know it existed. Very well. 
monstrous thing that he did, and that's because everybody made such a big deal about it mm-hmm. that no, no, I, I haven't watched it. I'm- I just know that he did Dancing with the Stars, and he was such a bad dancer that the pro put him in a chair and danced around him. That's how bad it was. Sounds it like, is a oh clip worthy gosh. of watching on YouTube. It almost sounds like a power play, though. It's like, I'm not going to dance. You must dance. He was literally like in khakis and his bow tie. Like he wouldn't wear <laughs> no any like gosh. sparkles oh, or anything like else. Like that's, uniform. that's a power play for sure. Yeah. And then you have Sean Spicer who totally went the opposite way and had like ruffles and like lime <laughs> green. I mean, he went <laughs> all in. Oh, all in. All in. Did he go like afterwards? Did he go all in afterwards as well? I mean, he just became, he became the full expression of a dancer, a man dancer kind of thing. No, he was not a very good dancer. Oh, okay. But he lasted a long time because at the time, of course, Trump was president and they were, you know, <clears throat> tweeting out every single like week, like, hey, vote for Sean Spicer. So he lasted far too long in the competition he should have been gone weeks before a lot of trump voters watching dancing with the stars that is a, cons- a considered a very red show if you divide really? it along political really? lines yeah. yes huh. if most conservatives huh. watch dancing with the stars versus liberals they've actually done studies on it and it's why if you look at the cast of contestants overall they have chosen much more conservative like people associated with politics um it's usually conservatives. It's very wow. rare to have someone in it's politics that was a Democrat. Yeah, but you know what? I got to point out that if you're out there dancing, you're huffing and puffing, which is bad for the environment. <laughs> CO2 increase. CO2 increase. It's terrible. Something has to be done. Now, yeah. do it. Now, do it. Now. Flying all those people to the studio do, to film it. That do, will be another show that will have a new studio this year because that was also filmed at Television City, and they had to move for this oh, season wow, as well sure. because of renovation. So there will be a lot of shows that you're familiar with, Celebrity Family Feud and American yeah. Idol. They're yeah. all moving to new studios around Los Angeles. Do do they do racial breakdowns like they do uh, political breakdowns for the audiences? I'm sure they do. I'm not aware of those numbers. I just know that when Sean Spicer was cast, which was super controversial and eventually led to Tom Bergeron's firing from Dancing with the Stars at the end of the season, um, they went and did a deep dive on sort of Nielsen demographics. So the numbers are are out there somewhere. They definitely do that with the week. Uh, the weekend box office breakdown. I mean, they, they divide it into so many things with the demographics, who's going, et cetera, et cetera. So I wouldn't doubt that they do the same thing with, with television. They do a racial breakdown, you know, uh, Hispanic, well, sure. Asian, black. I mean, do they do that kind of, that detail to break down? Oh, yeah, and they definitely do oh, yeah. age demographics. They know, um, like, Dancing with the Stars in particular, it's the Deep South that votes for Dancing with the Stars over other regions of the country. And, you know, they do weird things with voting. They very rarely cater toward the West Coast because when it comes to voting, West Coast voters don't really care. It's the Northeast and the Southeast who are voting the most for Dancing with the Stars. So I have a question. Uh, quick question. Does somebody else want to say something? No, no, no. no. I just right. didn't want to jump in on somebody. Um, Tom Bergeron, when he first started on, uh, what the hell is the name of that show he started America's on? Funniest. America's Funniest Home Videos. He used to have him on the KQ Morning Show all the time, just a great guy. And as the years went on and on and on, he became a bigger and bigger prick every year. Mm, that's He's bad. so he got, nice. I'm going to totally ripped. refute that. He's he so got, nice. He got so arrogant, it was unbearable. So I don't know what the hell I ever did to him. All I ever did. Yeah, I stole Tommy B from him, but, you know. Actually, he stole it from me. Don't you think that, I mean, don't you think people just get worn out? Probably not. If I had to do that, I would be miserable. I can't see you doing that, Andy. (laughs) Having to get up early in the morning to do radio. No, uh, it It just would be so, I just think after so many years, you're just Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God. And hearing the same questions over. Over. What's your favorite over. funniest home video? How is it like? Uh, have you ever met uh, Bob Saget? Uh, <laughs> well, you dance on Dancing yeah. with the Stars. I can't, yeah. get that I can't imagine how many times they must answer the same question <laughs> over and but over. But at the same time, you know, again, it's your job. I know. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying, wow. after after That's decades in the Mild. industry, people have got to just get burnt out mm-hmm. on I, stuff. So let I'm, I'm going to die on the hill that Tom Bergeron is a delight. So. <laughs> So he's probably hitting on I, you. That's why you he's think He's very that. kind to me. He's been really good to yeah, me. Yeah, see? He's attracted to you. That's what it is. No, oh, he's not. Okay. He's never been inappropriate. He has always been 
always been. I'm not saying he was inappropriate. So, so no. what what led to his firing? Uh, the Sean Spicer casting. So um, ahead of the um, season, which was season, I want to say, 28, um, he sat down with the then executive producer, Andrew Linares, and he was like, I think, you know, listen, we're in a really heated political climate. Let's not do any political contestants. That would be my one wish for the season. Let's just have everyone watch, dance, have fun, and nobody care about what party they're from. Well, behind his back, the casting director and Andrew Linares cast Sean Spicer, which you, you understand from a TV perspective, if they can get him, they're going to get him because yes, it's going to yeah. draw eyeballs and it's going to draw headlines on a, an, a franchise that's kind of dying to begin with. But for Tom Bergeron, they didn't let him in on it until the actual announcement. So he was pissed. Yeah. And he's on Good Morning America and out walks Sean Spicer. So it, it's one of those situations. He just felt like, what am I doing here? I've been here for 28 seasons and you can't even give me the kindness to let me know. Right. So he wrote a tweet that was just talking about, you know, hey, I am a Democrat, but I hope that we don't talk about politics at all this season. And now we're forced to. And everybody knew that Donald Trump was going to tweet. Well, what wound up happening was behind the scenes, Aaron Andrews, who was the co-host, and Tom Bergeron, who were great friends, just started getting really upset at the entire situation. And it led to um, an onset situation that was very tense for everybody. And at the end of the season, Tom Bergeron told me, he said, this was the first season I've ever cleaned out my trailer. He goes, I knew I wasn't coming back because Andrew was working behind the scenes to get me fired. Wow. And they hired, the season ended in November. They hired Tyra Banks in January. They did not let Tom know until June when his contract oh, was supposed to renew. Oh, God. That's a, and they also fired Aaron Andrews move. along with him because they were buddies. And I just think that they didn't want, Andrew didn't want the two of them and their energy on the set. And it ruined the franchise. Like people I wanted agree. Tom Bergeron. Tyra was not the right person for the job, and it's never been the same since. Wasn't Samantha Harris a host at one point? <laughs> she was. She did probably about um, maybe about eight or nine seasons, and then she was replaced by mm. Brooke Burke, who was not great. And then Brooke followed uh, was followed by Aaron Andrews. She is from Minnesota. Oh. Um, Shapiro, remember Company Seven? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the concert company. Yeah, that's his daughter. <clears throat> And uh, she followed me. Uh, I interned, a uh, guy became my mentor and great friend, Bill Carlson in Minneapolis. And she came after me and was an, um, an intern for Bill. And it was really apparent at that time. I saw like some sort of tape she put together in college, just like she's going places. Superstar. And I, and, yeah. And, and uh, so she really, yeah. So it didn't surprise me at all, all of a sudden when she was on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, she really took a step back. She um, battled breast cancer. Yeah. I know she's healthy yeah. now, but I think she just stepped back and raised her family. I don't see her as much, but I, she is highly regarded amongst the Dancing with the Stars fan base. People really enjoy her. Girl, it was her father. But anyway, he ran Company 7, which he called Company 7 because the first six went boop. <laughs> 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 well, that yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. You know, it's always fun for us Minnesotans to see uh, local folks out there in Hollywood uh, succeeding. And she, like I said, she did quite well for herself. And, and I was aware of the breast cancer uh, diagnosis. I'm glad to hear that she's healthy as well. Yes. Yeah, that's nice news. Why don't we get Tom Bergeron back on AFV? What do you think? Uh, that is now, that position now is held by Alfonso Ribeiro, yep. who also yep. took over for him on Dancing with the Stars. He's terrible. Oh. He's not as good as Tom Bergeron. No, he's nowhere no, near. Is, Tom is and, really the consummate host. Yeah, like, yeah he is. Cool yep. Host. And I think like, and you know, I, I think people forget too. you know, Dancing with the Stars being a live show. There's a lot of things to maneuver. He was, had to go on the night that the Boston Marathon bombing um, yeah. happened. And if you know Tom, he's from Haverhill, Massachusetts. He was a local Boston personality on news. Um, I grew up with him as my one of my newscasters. And to have to go on that night was difficult. And sure. and I think there was another night there was like the big there was a big tornado in Oklahoma and Texas. It was really devastating. And you know, you, you ha he was able to sort of carry on. I think he gave a lot of people comfort in those situations. That's good Did, to hear. Uh, he follow Bob Saget on America's funniest home videos. He, 
Yeah, Bob had it first. Uh, There was that couple after Bob yeah, Saget. Yeah, a couple of them. There was a woman and a man. Oh, that would, they were terrible. They were very bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and that obviously was to Tom Bergeron's advantage because mm-hmm. imagine following Bob Saget, you know, being the person to replace him, it probably wasn't easy for this couple, which I wasn't even aware of. I neither. Job But certainly with Bob, so I didn't even know he quit and when he quit and who replaced him, so... Andy, what, what was it? Uh, what were there Bob Saget quit in 97 and was replaced with John Fugelsang and De- Daisy Fuentes. So oh, they were, they were awful. They awful. were only on for two years uh, yeah. before they Daisy were replaced. Daisy Fuentes is married to, I think, Richard Marks, yes. the singer. Yeah. yeah. Oh. What, My hairdresser does their hair and says they're, like, really cute. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Andy goes, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, after two years of them being on, um, they tried to cancel AFV. Yeah. But then they brought it back uh, a year later with Tom Bergeron. And he was on for 14 years. It's, it's oh, in, you need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So is that on? Is that on um, uh, ABC or is yeah, that yeah. on yeah. one of the streaming platforms? Well, it ABC. It's been moved to the streaming. Um, I don't. I don't know if it is ABC still. I think it's it is. Disney Plus. It might be. Or Freeform. What about Freeform? Whatever that is. That's there. It used to be ABC Family. Um, oh, oh yeah, probably that. I, I'm very curious because Disney has made a lot of signals that they are or hints that they are trying to get rid of abc so that will be a really interesting divorce that they sell it off but who would buy it exactly well they've had so many bombs at the movie theater Mm -hmm. this summer it's been bombing well ever since the only the one that uh did pretty good was uh, guardians of the galaxy Mm three every release since has it goes back to the whole indiana jones thing I mean, a $300 million movie. Elemental was a bomb. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure Little Mermaid did okay. It did okay. It's just landing now on Disney+, Plus, but it was disappointing from what they were expecting. Yeah, and then the Haunted Mansion, bomb. Really? Bomb, bomb, bomb. Oh, God, yeah. And it's really it's hurting good. the company. Apparently, the, the attendance in the parks is down. I mean, they're looking to sell different... They, I, it, you know, just from what you hear, it could just be BS. No, Florida is... I just saw a report. It was really interesting about Florida, but because of the political situation in mm-hmm. Florida, conferences are saying we can't have 15,000 people here when we're supposed to be representing, you know, all of these different types of communities. They don't feel safe here. We're taking our convention elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, I'm just trying to remember the county, Broward County. They just built like a brand new huge hotel yeah, and they're Fort, saying we should have been Lauderdale by now. Area. Yep. And they said we were barely like getting any conventions for 2025 and they're like every, a lot of them have moved and we're really struggling. We're down a huge amount because of the politics and that's Where what we? the associations are telling them. Like we can't be here because of the governor's current policies. Where Plus, would they go? Making stupid comments too. Oh, Trevor says it's on Hulu AFE. Oh, oh, it's on because uh, it's owned by Disney and ABC is also owned by Disney or something. Yeah. Yes. Well, there you go. They own a majority. Comcast owns the other half, and that's going to be another sort of reckoning because that is coming up, I believe, in like February, whether Comcast is going to stay in or whether Disney will buy them out. See, one of the things I was reading again, rumor. Uh, was that uh, Disney was looking to peddle uh, Hulu and maybe even Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. really? which they bought for four billion dollars. Wow. Yeah. Wow. ESPN was another brand that. Oh was yeah! Oh yeah! Because they're firing. The well, there was the massive layoffs, right? That uh, Iger did uh, just what month, six weeks ago. Seven thousand employees. Yeah, they, one of the the broadcasters. I don't know her name's Ashley, but I don't know what her last name is. But they later off the week of her wedding, I was like, you couldn't have waited maybe until like the next week to let her know. <laughs> Terrible. Well, where are those conventions going? Comments. Where are the conventions yeah, where are they going? Go? Out of Florida. Vegas, Nevada is is a big convention town. Yeah, They're going there. Oh, you mean yeah. the, the place where the guy killed about twenty five people? A lot of families have canceled there. Disney World vacation and they've moved them to Disneyland. There's a if you follow the Disney adults on social media, there's a lot of discussion with that. And it's interesting. So it's not necessarily people don't necessarily love Bob Iger, but if they want to go to the parks, they're switching coasts. Why? Because everybody people do not opinions. the LGBTQ issue in Florida with Ron DeSantis is a problem. Oh, that's what it is. But they have to have they have to have grant. Grand days there, where it was mostly a gay community at Walt Disney World. Yeah, I, they I, still I, they still had the whole pride thing. At uh, yeah, it was, it was it was a great experience for somebody. I I, I don't, don't quite. So why would they just leave? That's what because I was because ask, the yeah. Disney Disney World is still friendly. It's a friendly uh, environment. They don't want to give money to the state, <laughs> is what it is. You know, like flying in, <clears throat> staying at a hotel, and then renting a car. Like all of the taxes okay. per se go toward. You know, it's just if you go and fall down that rabbit hole of like the chain of where money goes. It's like the so the people with your coming can... in, it's their. It's not necessarily <laughs> Disney. It's the people that are just choosing not to have their conventions. There. It, yep, it's tourists. It's businesses. They're saying we can't align ourselves with this state's politics at this time. So you blame the whole the... state because of one guy? He's running it. Well, he's running People, a big... But you have to remember, if you're part of, like, if you're a trans man or woman, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't feel safe going into the state of Florida, given the current state. Because it gives other people who are against the trans community more license to act out. I mean, the violence against tr- the transgender community is huge. They'd rather go to California and know that, you know, they're more likely to be safe. That doesn't mean that it doesn't happen in right, the state. Of course right. it does. <clears throat> but then, then they would in Florida. And well, by keeping their dollars, yeah, it is effect- it is affecting Florida. Mm-hmm. There was another thing with Georgia too, wasn't there? And I think that had to do when uh, Roe v. Wade was struck down, and there was a threat of boycotting. Well, the big problem there is that a lot of Hollywood productions are filmed in Georgia, Georgia Peach. So that was a big threat. I know. Yeah, they've come up with policies. Like, there's a lot of now, the studios now have a lot of um, reproductive rights care. Should you need an abortion for any reason while you're working for them in that, in a state with maybe more restrictive reproductive rights policies um, to get you to another state and get you the care that you need? Hmm. I, I don't know. Politics has permeated every. Aspect everything. Of everything. It's everything. It's messy. It's really messy. Politics has ruined everything. It has. Yeah. It really has because it's part of every single thing that you see. Uh, my oldest daughter, who saw Barbie with me, said there was a line in Barbie that people are bitching about now, and then people are kind of turning against Barbie. I forget what the hell the what? line was. 
One yeah, line. I mean, because it's like people are just looking for stuff to bitch about. They are. It's really what it comes down to. People are not, they're such malcontents. Well, you know, they, government like, gets, I, I'm not happy unless I'm complaining. Yeah, you know? and, and as government gets bigger and bigger and bigger, it's just going to keep on going. This is a, I'm turning into a mushroom cloud, in my opinion. Balkanization, only way forward. <laughs> Balkanization, that's it. Balkanization. That's that. Balkanization, like as in Balkan, like the Balkan states. The Balkan states. Although they're all doing the hand signal. Balkanization. Live long and prosper. Well, I mean, Balkanization would be suppressing emotion in favor of logic, which would also work, but it's also less likely. Yeah. So it is Star Trek related. I didn't know that. I guess I've never heard of it. So I, because I didn't pay any attention, what is the issue on both sides of the trans deal in Florida? I don't even know about this. Yeah, I didn't know that there was some proclamation against trans people in Florida. It, well, it's the whole don't say gay bill that has gotten people up in arms in Florida. What there, is that? Well, the there's don't, a lot. They suppose it don't say gay bill, it's which not is not called, that, called that at all. It was that people, teachers in, in public schools were not supposed to be discussing sexuality um, for third graders on down. But then it extended to high school, mm -hmm. and that's yeah, and like they're not that, allowed to say. But like, that's what's it's what started. Yeah, it started, it's, and but then it expanded, and then it also expanded into the education system and the banning of books and. Yeah, like they banned really, a bunch of books in like you know where there's two penguins that are gay and have a kid. A kid they, penguin. Like, they adopt a kid penguin. There's like that's a really famous book. And that makes yeah, you well, a I, very I, sweet. I, but they say, but they've banned so many books that are very, very harmless. But it's just the mention of gayness in children is dangerous. After all this time, well, I have a feeling if, none if of this you is have seen true. some of the books no, that are some of the some banned of the books, books. Yes, that is sure. What started? But, it's like okay, when? How far down the rabbit hole do you go before you say that maybe that's not appropriate? It's just. It's hard to, because if you keep on lowering the bar, lowering the bar, lowering the bar, what do you end up with? They're, they're just trying to, they're saying Very poorly. they would like to not have sexuality be a huge factor in the classroom. Well, but the thing That's is, what they're is trying to say. there's a lot of teachers that are like, I can't, I'm not even allowed to mention, like if I were gay I would, and I were a teacher in certain schools, I wouldn't be able to mention my wife. Too bad. Ever. But I then it's like, why can you mention your husband, but I can't though? mention my wife? Can they, though? How is that sexual? Like, you can't have pictures of your spouse on your desk if you're it's gay. why they're, they're hemorrhaging teachers, too. Yeah, teachers are leaving Florida. But straight they people have can have pictures of their spouses. Can That's they, sexuality. Though? Yeah. In they a lot can. of schools. They yeah. can. Mm -hmm. mm, can. I if doubt you, if, that. Well, this, I, it's, no, it it's, is true. It's in the law. If you have a photo of your wife on your desk, but... Hypothetically, Alex couldn't have a photo of her wife on the desk. Hypothetically. If I were gay, hypothetically. If were I'm gay, not gay. And she were a teacher and yeah, living in that's, Florida. That's the hypothetical. <laughs> not that's not the letter of the law, though. I've read it. I've read the entire but it's, law. But each school, that's what Kristen was saying before. It's like once you start something, it turns into something else. And it's not, well, yes, it's not the law that teachers, gay teachers can't have pictures on their desks, but then the schools are like, oh, well now this environment has been created. And so we decided that for our school, we're gonna do this now. And that's just. It's the interpretations that become really yeah. dangerous mm -hmm. to it all. And, you know, and the parents, and I, it's just very interesting to me that parents are okay with the banning of a, oh, a huge amount of books. I'm mm. not talking about a select couple that you're like, mm, you know, maybe this isn't right for a fourth grader. I'm talking yeah. about the amount of books that now have to go through a certification process to be in the classroom. Because I think about some of the classes I took in high school. They w If I hadn't read some of those books, they would my world would be this small and it wouldn't have opened me up to like this really big world around me. And I'm so grateful that I had teachers that 
that pushed us and challenged us to read things. doesn't mean I had to agree with it, mm-hmm. but that I learned about it and then made my own decision. Because well, critical thinking doesn't exist anymore. No. And so the, so we should also bring back all of the Mark Twain books and all the other books who, yeah. who explore certain language mm. and use certain language, which was banned from the library. I mean, 100%. You, uh, you so, so, able to, there you go. I have to say they've been doing it on both sides. And to say that you're the way you're doing it is wrong, but the way I do it is yeah. okay. That has always been the problem is that there is just so much hypocrisy <laughs> right. in everything. Yeah, they didn't care about book banning until it started <clears throat> affecting them personally. Yeah. I mean, I it, it is, you know, it's not okay to do all the stuff that people say that is happening, which I don't, half the time, I don't even know what's real anymore. Because there is no d- don't say gay bill, but it, when that when they start saying we don't want kids to be exposed to people's sexuality, they're too young. It doesn't matter. Leave them alone. It turned into this gigantic thing that people went well, nuts. Yeah, over. but just the general. It resulted like, in Disney not moving their employees from California to Florida. That got completely canceled. They were moving probably about five thousand employees. That's done. I what, thought they what, were just fighting. Why were they going to move them? They were going to move some of the animators to Florida for business reasons, oh, okay. obviously, okay. in terms of like Lower tax taxes. cuts. Tax- I was, thinking you, I was thinking you were talking about park employees or something. No, actual animators. And, and Bob Iger, <laughs> when he came back to power 2.0, <laughs> he said, not going to happen. I bet you Bob Iger regrets coming back to power because he has been under fire big time. 100%. For a long time, especially now with every time he says something about the strike. They want his head on a pike. I mean, this guy just, yeah, it's ugly. It's and so I'm, funny because, like, Bob 1.0 was so loved. Yeah. And Bob oh, yeah. 2.0 is the Disney villain. I couldn't they agree thought, more. They talked about him like uh, Bob Iger should run for president after 1.0. Yeah. Yeah, you that loved him, Tom. He was now, great to work for. Now it's just, again, he he's the villain. You're right. Let me put it this way. we got to go. we got to go anyway, but... Um, our family, uh, they've always been around gay people because, first of all, every agent I ever had was gay, and we spent a lot of time with them. This family knows four, not one, two, three, but four trans people. We don't give a rat's ass. You do. You live your life. You be happy doing whatever you are. I, I just don't understand why people get so whipped up about this stuff. I mean, you, our grandkids absolute- play with their grandkids. It's wonderful it's i the think absolute best answer tommy it who is gives a shit who cares who cares and not in a in an i don't care about these people i really do no. care about them but no, no. who cares what they do who cares? i couldn't agree more it's just right. we, want them to be safe. we want them to be safe because yeah. the amount of violence directed at them as a community is scary in yeah, in where, just... where everywhere Everywhere. You can't just say, oh, California is a safe place for the LGBTQ plus community. No, like there is a lot of of homophobia, transphobia in every single state. It's so insane to hear that in 2023. It's so sad. It really is. But don't you think the TV news drove a lot of that? They love it when people hate one another. They just love it. Oh, and social media too, which is basically. And social media, yes. Very much so. Social media, I think, drives it. It's Uh, just disgusting. Politicians don't help at all. So listen, I just don't. Here's what I don't like. I know we got to go, but whether it's a man or a woman, but, you know, entertainment reporters, I just can't stand them and they should be kicked (laughs) out of the country. Thank you for saying that. It's fine. It was time to step forward. Tommy, who gives a rat's ass? Exactly. Don't say entertainment reporter. Yeah. Here's, here's what I'm saying. Stop listening to the national news. All they want you to do is hate someone else so they can make money from it. These are money-grubbing hashtag, pigs. Hashtag hate sells. Yeah. To them. It does. It absolutely it does. All right. All you get away from me. I've never liked any of you. Great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.